From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? The Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report is here. I'm Sean Kelly. I hope this finds you well as we wrap up this work week and get set for a Pelicans game tonight and then a road trip this weekend. I know I'm ready for winter to be over around here, and I know you are too, but the sun is out today. And we've got a good show for you. Grant Hill, the seven-time All-Star and now broadcaster for Turner Sports, host of NBA Inside Stuff, is uh, right up first uh, for you on the program today. And then we're going to feature Monty Williams extensively today on the Black and Blue Report. I want to replay for you the interview I did for the Monty Williams show that ran last night on our flagship radio station. It's my longest visit of the week with Coach Williams, so I want you to hear all of that, and we'll do that across two segments on today's podcast And then we'll end with the mayor of New Orleans. Uh, Mr. Mitch Landrew is our guest. Visited with him yesterday at the press conference for the naming rights uh, deal with Smoothie King. And uh, and we'll also talk about the events of All-Star Week and how they impact the city and him as mayor uh, as those descend upon us next week here in the Crescent City. So a good show today for you as we get set for the Pelicans and the Timberwolves tonight. But that's a late, late tip-off, 8.30 but the game is on national television. It'll be uh, called on ESPN by Ryan Rucco, a young guy out of New York, and then a legend, Hubie Brown, on the broadcast for ESPN tonight. I guess we go head-to-head with the opening ceremonies of the Winter Games in Sochi, but uh, I guess that's the way it goes. We'll have the game on the radio, of course, starting at 8.30. That's all across the New Orleans Pelicans radio network and now available also on the Pelicans app. If you have not gotten the Pelicans app yet, I think probably now is the time to to jump in with both feet. And why not? It's free for your Apple or Android device. Uh, This is an app now that features the schedule and stats and team stories and now also uh, the the live stream, if you will, of the game in progress, as we call it on the radio. So actually what would be really cool is uh, turning on the Pelicans app now you can listen to the ball game and have the live uh, in-game scoring working for you at the same time. So pretty cool, pretty cool. So check that out. And as always, if you're coming to the game tonight and you like the uh, broadcast uh, as you watch the game, if you want it in real time, so that way it's not delayed as you're watching the game live, uh, you can tune a uh, radio or uh, the radio on your phone, which some phones do have, to 88.9 FM. That's the local in-arena feed for the uh, radio broadcast during Pelicans home games. So keep that in mind. We'll talk about the T-Wolves in their matchup tonight with the Pelicans, of course, with head coach Monty Williams during the interview I have for you today. And again, the tip-off is at 8.30 tonight. Mayor Mitch Landrew and uh, Grant Hill. We'll get to Grant Hill and get our Friday show started here from our Smoothie King Center studios right after this quick timeout. 
basketball fans of all ages, NBA All-Star 2014 is coming to New Orleans and tips off with four days of basketball action. February 13th through the 16th, NBA All-Star Jam Session transforms the New Orleans Ernest N. Memorial Convention Center into 40 interactive activities. Fans can test their skills, score free autographs from NBA stars, and pick up the hottest NBA All-Star merchandise. Jam Session is your family's ticket to everything NBA All-Star. Tickets start at just $10. Get yours today at NBAevents.com. Your New Orleans Pelicans take flight this Friday, February 7th, when the Minnesota Timberwolves come to town. Tip-offs at 8.30 with the Pelicans Fest pregame block party getting underway at 6.30, featuring live music, the Zatarain Season Ticket Garden, and interactive games for the kids. Tickets start as low as $14 and are available by calling 504-525-HOOP or visiting pelicans.com today. Punt, pass, kick, and dunk. Lob to the rim. Alley-oop dunk. Anthony Davis. This is the Black and Blue Report. Well, I've been following our next guest here for some time because I think Grant Hill and I graduated from high school the same year. So then he was off to Duke and then embarked on an NBA career that uh, also featured, I think, Grant, what, seven all-star appearances? Is that right? Yeah. Seven all-star parents. Yep, that's, that's right. And I think we're both class of 1990, aren't we? Class of 90. Yes, okay, sir. all right. <laughs> I knew I'd been following you since both of us left high school. Of course, uh, not in the same area, but uh, being of the same age, I was completely dialed into your career at the time and everything else. And here now, Grant, you've embarked on a new uh, piece of your basketball life as a broadcaster like myself and now the host of Inside Stuff. How has that transition gone? The transition's been great. I've enjoyed it, and uh, an opportunity to still stay around the game, cover uh, you know the game that I love, you know, do the show inside stuff, and bring these stories of players uh, in the NBA, bring their their personalities to life, bring them to the audience. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, I've enjoyed uh, I've enjoyed retirement, and I certainly enjoy you know doing the work uh, as a broadcaster. I remember when Ozzie Smith took over as the host of This Week in Baseball. It was a show that he had watched as a youngster, and then for him and his retirement to become the host was quite the fulfillment of a dream for him. Did you watch Inside Stuff and it's an original incarnation back in the day? You know, I did watch Inside Stuff. I was in college, and uh, I remember watching it, tuning in. We used to tape it. Uh, we were so close to the NBA in terms of, you know, not that far away, and you know, we're such big fans that to learn more about, you know, the players and get a chance to have them bring us into their world was a lot of fun. And then I was lucky enough to be on the show, uh, you know, early in my career. And so uh, I've kind of all facets of the show, you know, I've been, been a fan of it, been, you know, been on it, and now I'm hosting it. And so when they uh, decided to bring the show back and they you know, wanted me to be a co-host, it was, uh, it, I never in a million years thought that would ever happen. Uh, but I was very excited, very, uh, you know, very much humbled and honored to, 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 you know, to do so and, and to be asked to do so. And I understand, look, this, this franchise, this show, you know, what it stands for, what it represents, you know, this, just the importance of it. Uh, I, I don't take that lightly. So we, you know, we, we try to do the best job we can, and uh, uh, certainly, 
we have some big shoes to fill with uh, Ahmad Rashad and Willow Bay. Yeah, no doubt. Grant, you were just in New Orleans getting the all-star edition of Inside Stuff together. Tell me about your visit. Yeah, I was in New Orleans this past week. Uh, came in town, interviewed New Orleans' own trombone shorty, uh, who who's a, a great musician. Uh, I was at the House of Blues in the French Quarter, and we just had a great interview. You know, we we talked about music, about sports, about the city of New Orleans, and uh, his music style uh, is, is fascinating. I mean, he, he's like a big old pot of gumbo. He's got a little bit of everything in there. And, uh, and so we had a great time. We even, you know, kind of jammed together. I was on the keyboards. He was on the trombone. He actually made me sound good. Uh, but it was fun. We had a good time. And uh, we look forward to that piece airing uh, during Inside Stuff All-Star Weekend. So, uh, it, But it was a great time. And, of course, I had to stop and get some great food. So uh, I went to Cafe Dumont and Dookie Chase. So I, I ate well on my visit uh, to, to New Orleans. A good choices there. I was going to ask you if you're still playing piano and whatnot. So did you did you hold your own with trombone? You know what? I played like like three chords, and he just went off, and uh, we we kind of grooved together. So I just stayed in my lane, didn't try to do anything. You know, you know, I was the role player, he was the star. So I, I just played off of him. But it was fun. We, I had a good time, and uh, I, I I hope that part. Uh, of our of our experience together uh, airs on the show, but it was a lot of fun, and uh, just you know, he was just a fascinating guy, and uh, his story, his history, you know, being on the second line when he was six years old on the trombone, uh, to, to touring now all over the world, really representing the city of New Orleans. Uh, we'll be performing during All Star Weekend. I mean, so he, he's. He was it was pretty cool as a fan of music to really kind of pick his brain and learn uh, about trombone shorty. Yeah, no doubt. I remember when the All Star Game was here in '08. My favorite part of it was the musical performance of the halftime show, and as Grant just mentioned, trombone shorty and Earthwind and Fire, among others, that'll be performing this year in New Orleans at the All Star Game one week from Sunday. That should be fantastic. Grant, when you look back seven times as an All Star. Um, when you when you now look at an All Star Weekend, do you see it differently because you participated in so many of them? Well, I mean, I'm looking at it now from the, the you know the perspective of someone in the media, and and so I'll be working it. You know, obviously I was working before, but but this is a different way. Um, but yeah, I think when you look back at it, or you look at it now, you, you tend to look back and appreciate the opportunity and appreciate. Uh, just having been a part of a wonderful, a wonderful weekend, and uh, you know, it, it was uh, it was fun then, and certainly will be fun now. Uh, but I'm, you know, I have production meetings. I, I, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm working. This is this is this will be a busy time for for me and a number of my colleagues. Where I think as players, they tend to relax and, and have a little bit more fun during the weekend. So. Uh, but it's okay. I, I have fun working, so it all works itself out. Grant Hill with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Grant, over the last few years of your playing career, I, I remember, and I, I could be wrong here, but I remember being in the hallway of whatever arena we were in with head coach Monty Williams, and if you guys saw each other in the hallway, you immediately stopped to uh, to visit with each other. Tell me about your relationship with Coach Williams. Yeah, no, Monty Williams is, is a good friend. A great friend of mine, and you know we both grew up uh, in the D.C. area. Uh, we weren't close in, in high school, 
competed against each other, and we really weren't close until we were teammates in, two, in you know, 2000, 2003 in New Orleans. And, you know, that was a tough time for me going through a number of injuries and missing a great deal of time as a player. And, you know, Monty and his wife Ingrid uh, lived you know, three, four houses down from, 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 from our house, and we really got to know them and their family. And, you know, we just we think the world of them. We even named our our second daughter after his first daughter's name. And uh, you know, we we uh, you know big fans of the Williams, and certainly have been supportive and of him as a coach. I think he's a great young coach. Uh, I just think you know he just continues to need time as he you know co- sort of builds something really positive there. But uh, Mon- Monty is uh, is just an exceptional human being and. Uh, you know, somebody who uh, I'm a big fan of. And uh, hopefully he'll be in town uh, during the, the All-Star weekend. I get a chance to visit with him and his family. The host of Inside Stuff and an analyst for Turner Sports covering the NBA. It's Grant Hill on the Black and Blue Report. Grant, put your analyst hat on for me for just a moment. Um, should Commissioner Silver name Anthony Davis as a replacement for Kobe Bryant in the Western Conference All-Star team? Oh, wow. Well, um, I don't see that as a problem. I mean, I think I think you know the Western Conference. There's a number of players uh, who who are probably deserving. You mm-hmm. know, there's, there's a you know there were a lot of really good players who've had great years this year. But I think Davis is right up there in that conversation. Uh, I think also it's important to have uh, you know somebody from the home you know the home team. But I mean, he's having an All Star year. You know, that's that's without a doubt. And uh, and so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Uh, that that would shock me at all. It's amazing that we have to have a conversation about a guy like Davis and whether or not he should be an all-star or not in a conference where there are a lot of deserving guys. The power in the West right now, Grant, it seems so lopsided. Um, is that good for the game? Is it okay? Is it is it worthy of conversation? Yeah, I mean, it's okay. I mean, you know, the West has been pretty, pretty powerful for quite some time right now. There's some good teams uh, playing really good basketball and uh, – um, you know, I, look, you can look in the Eastern Conference and there's some, you know, some bad teams, teams with bad records. But, you know, the thing I'm impressed about is that there's still some great games being played. Even some teams with losing records, they're going out there, they're competing, uh, and, it, and it looks as though they're, uh, you know, the games are fun and exciting. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see a problem with, with that. Uh, you know, there's always one one conference that's better than the other, and it just so happens right now that the Western Conference is better than the East. One more thing before I let you go, Grant, because as you know, injuries will play a big uh, big role in how this season finishes out. Um, is it is it only because I'm in the middle of watching these Pelicans injury uh, happen one after another, or is it is it clear that there are more injuries this year to significant pieces around the NBA than maybe we've seen in a while? Yeah, I don't know the numbers in terms of comparing it to seasons before, but it seems as though that this year in particular there's more injuries. And, uh, you know, more people are getting hurt. Uh, it's very uh, unfortunate. You have all-stars who, uh, I mean, we, we mentioned Kobe, but you have guys who historically have been all-stars who are hurt this year. And uh, it's a little alarming. And uh, so for, for not just the Pelican fans, but I think NBA fans all over the country. And so... Uh, as someone who's been hurt before, it's no fun. But it's no fun for the fans. Uh, it's no fun for the game itself. And uh, you know, hopefully, we can get through the rest of the season without any more serious injuries. But uh, thus far, it's been 
been quite alarmed. Mm, interesting, interesting. It's probably a longer and more thorough conversation. I know that we're all very busy here on this day, and uh, we look forward, Grant Hill, for you to come back to New Orleans. I hope that you'll enjoy your all-star experience this time around, too. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Thank you very much. Grant Hill with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Chicks dig the long ball. Gordon, right of the key, crossover dribble to the top of the key, shoots off the glass and in. He was fouled, and it's a possible three-point play. Now, back to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Every Thursday night, we run the Monty Williams Show on WWLFM, And, of course, uh, it being the Monty Williams Show, we talk to Monty Williams the most or for the longest amount of time that we do at any given point during the week. So, if you've noticed here lately on Fridays, I've been replaying the interview that runs on Thursday night just because I know some of you can't get to it on Thursday nights live on the radio. So a replay now of my uh, two-part interview this week with Pelicans head coach Monty Williams. Coach, the week uh, had its ups and downs, but I'm curious as to, you know, as you look back now since our last Thursday visit, what you saw on your team over the last couple of games? We've played well for the last two games, uh, seven quarters. We had one bad quarter against the Spurs, and as the coach of the team, I'm always looking at the, the here and now, and then I look at the big picture. And I'm not satisfied, but I'm, I'm really um, encouraged by the growth of this group of guys who everybody outside of New Orleans and <laughs> Lord willing, nobody inside of New Orleans uh, rode off when we had all these injuries. And so from my standpoint, you know, yeah, we've had some tough lows or a low against San Antonio, but we were able to bounce back and, and have the kind of effort and, and execution to beat a good Atlanta team. Coach, I guess the bad news is, is that you've gone a long stretch now without those key pieces. But the good news is you've gone a long enough stretch, it seems like, you yourself have figured out how to coach the current group, and they themselves have learned how to play together without those guys now. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still figuring some things out. You know, I was telling Mickey, if you see some lineups on the floor and you're trying to figure out what I'm doing, it's like because I'm trying to figure it out too because we don't have a guy coming off the bench that we can just rely on every single night. He's going to give you 15 to 20 points. Um, Amo's been decent for us, and when he's knocking down shots, it, it clears it up for everybody. But with Tyreek being out as much as he's been out, it's tougher to try to have that, that guy. And then B-Rob is in a, a really tough spot but a great opportunity. He's playing against the best point guards in the league. And in the West, you've got your 
hands full every single night. So when he can give us scoring along with Eric and AD, it makes us a much better team. I remember last year when, when there were injury problems and, and you were playing guys in roles that maybe they weren't ready for, and I think I'm putting that the right way. You said time will, get, time will tell us what we need to know about current guys. And, and to your credit, along with Dell Dumps making it last summer, you made some changes. So here we are this year where guys have maybe had to step into some roles that whether they're ready or not, they've, they've had to expand. What has time told you about some of those guys? Has it, has it given you new hope with some guys? Has it confirmed some beliefs? Yeah. What's happened there? Well, a couple things have happened. I believe our assistant coaches are about as good as any staff in the league when it comes to preparation and getting guys ready to play. We, we've had a lot of adversity to deal with, and yet guys who didn't plan on or probably didn't know they were going to be in a position where we were going to count on them every single night. They're in that position and they're helping us win games. But it's also given me and Dell and Mickey a chance to, even though we'd much rather have our full team and and fighting for a playoff spot, it's given us a chance to maybe call a little bit and see what we need going forward that's going to make our team even stronger. Our bench should be a lot stronger next year because we're going to get a lot of our guys back, and the guys who are playing now should fortify our bench, and they're going to, they're going to know our system. So it can be half full. It can be half empty. It just depends on who you are. For me, it's half full because I'm seeing so many guys step up and play the kind of basketball that they didn't know they were capable of, but they put the work in, and we're starting to see some results. Not that I want to talk a whole lot about the guys you don't have because we got to focus on the guys you do. First off, last night before the Atlanta game, you shed a little light on Tyreek Evans' rib injury, which sounded rather uncomfortable. But as you see it and as you've talked with your staff, is it possible he, he plays on Friday night or is this going to be a longer-term thing, you think? I don't know. You know, you've been around me long enough. When, when guys are not 100%, unless they just kick my door down wanting to play, I typically keep them out, and um, I'm just not in the mode of putting guys in the game when they're hurt. You know, I still look at these young men as someone else's child and someone's loved one, and the last thing I would want is somebody to put my my son or daughter in harm's way. So he could play Friday. It could be a week. Uh, I'm not sure. When when you're dealing with the cartilage in your ribs, that's really uncomfortable. And, And the way he plays, you know, it just takes one hit when he's going to the basket to mess him up for a couple weeks. Yeah, all-star break coming up. Maybe that helps him out there. Uh, the, the bigger injuries, we, we learned earlier in the week that Jason Smith is now done for the year. He'll need the recovery time from the knee surgery. It's been over a month since the Anderson and Holiday injuries. Were there further evaluations? Do you know any more about their, avail- their, their availability, not maybe in the, necessarily the, the short term but the longer term? Right now with Drew and Ryan, it's a wait and see. They're talking to a lot of medical people who have – degrees and stuff that I didn't know existed. Jason is done for the year. It's a tough one for him. Contract year. Really looking for, you know, a big payday. Uh, You work your whole life to get that, and now he's got to put it on hold. So it sounds bad, but when I'm focusing on the next game and the development of our team, I tend to lose (laughs) sight of those guys, and I I don't focus on, on them as much as I need to, but I see them more around, and so I, you know, I, I don't even talk about their injuries because as soon as the coach starts talking about their injuries, they think you're trying to force them or you know pressure them to get back on the floor. I'm just glad they're around, but it's a tough loss for us. And um, you're talking about a possible 50 points, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the best defensive guard in the league on the ball, 
uh, that we don't have. So that's been the story for us since I've been here. And uh, it's unfortunate, but uh, the Lord doesn't give you more than you can handle. All right, a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll finish up our visit with Monty Williams here on the Black and Blue Report right after this. The Pelicans Valentine's three-game flex pack presented by Woodhouse Day Spa is a great gift for the basketball lover in your life. This limited-time offer includes two tickets to any three games of your choice on the Pelicans schedule, including matchups against the Clippers, Thunder, and Heat. Packages start as low as $54, plus the first 200 packs purchased will include a $25 gift card to Woodhouse Day Spa. So call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your Valentine's three-game flex pack today. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. I'm Sean Kelly. Don't forget Mayor Mitch Landrews still to come on today's edition of the Black and Blue Report. But now let's jump back into my extensive visit with Pelicans head coach Monty Williams this week. Coach, this mindset of a ball team before the All-Star break, you'll play one more at home, we'll go out on the road for three. The last time we had talked at length, you reminded me that we were in the dog days of the season. Now that light at the end of the tunnel is ahead with the All-Star break. Are guys thinking about that at this point, and do you have to be concerned about it? I, I, I've talked to our guys about that concept a month ago because I've, I've been in the league for a little bit, and I understand the mentality. And I've talked to them in a different way. I've said, look, guys, that's a time where you can steal games, and we've done that. We we beat some teams that nobody thought we could beat. And that's our mentality going forward. I mean, these guys are getting paid, and I remind them all the time that Mr. Benson spent a lot of money on some of you guys, and some of you aren't even playing. So everybody can contribute. The guys who are playing right now are getting a great opportunity. They don't want to squander that. And why not do what you love and enjoy to the best of your ability? So we haven't talked about all-star break lately just because our focus has been so every other day minded with all of these games that we just got to continue to, to plug in and, and dig deep like we did against Atlanta. Coach, last night after the game, you shared something with the media that was pretty interesting. You told them that you had talked to your players about the feeling maybe that some had written them off, and so why not? Almost what we heard from Russell Wilson after the Super Bowl, that kind of that why not you mentality. When did you have that conversation with them? I've been talking to them since the injuries happened. I know what people are saying. Society at at large and, and, and sports society is so negative. The focus is always if, if somebody gets hurt, then they blame whatever. They'll blame the coach, they'll blame the players, or it's just like these guys can't. And that's the beauty of sport to me. Every day you walk into the gym on game day, I don't know about anybody else, but I feel like I can help my team win against anybody. And that's always been my mindset. And I don't understand people who don't think that way. I don't like them around me. And so for me, it's like, man, this is a great opportunity. Would I love to have all of our guys? Yep. But we don't. And so why not go after it? Why not prove people wrong? And who cares what uh, the naysayers think? What I do know is when I go out there, I hear the same fans who come every single night. And they scream, hey, coach, or 
you know, we love you, coach, or, hey, coach, do this. I know those people care, and our guys respect that. And you know what? God puts you in situations sometimes that you didn't expect, and it brings good stuff out of you if you don't quit. And that's what we tell our guys all the time, just don't give in. You never know what might happen in the next second that could change your life in in an extraordinary way. Tomorrow night, we'll wait till 8.30 to finally tip off against the Minnesota Timberwolves and wrap up the homestand. What is it about Minnesota that seems to have given the Pelicans some fits, I guess? There are a couple teams out there that, man, it just, it just seems like we owe them one. Yeah. It would be nice to get those guys. What would you have to do to change that, that outset? Well, they have a lot of experience when you look at their roster. They got Kevin Love, who's an all-star MVP candidate. Kevin Martin, who's really good scoring the ball. And then their guards off the bench. I mean, you look at their bench, they got a lot of guys who've been in big situations. But I I just don't feel like we've competed to our level against that team. The first time up there, we just, we look horrible. The last time we came off of a back-to-back versus Cleveland and then Anthony doesn't play. And, you know, we only score 77 points and hold them to 88. And so I just don't feel like we, we played to our capability from a competitive standpoint and being able to execute and exploit some things that I think we can. And uh, we're going to do that when we play them the next time. Should be a good one. Coach, as always, thanks for the visit this Thursday night. Wish you all the best this weekend. And uh, good luck against the Timberwolves. Thank you. God bless everybody. And continue to pray for us and support us. And we're going to make you proud. All right, once again, the ball game tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves is yours at 8.30 from Smoothie King Center, ESPN on television. Pelicans Radio Network otherwise. Coming up next, New Orleans Mayor Mitch Landrew talks about the Smoothie King Center, the business partnership between the Pelicans, Mr. Benson, of course, and Juan Kim of Smoothie King, and the All-Star Weekend that is almost here in our fair city. We'll do that and wrap up today's show next. Here's a valuable lesson I've learned as an Intergy customer. Saving energy saves you money. And the online videos at EntergySavings.com show you how. A few simple projects can make a big difference in your bill. In just a few hours, I knocked my monthly bill down by 20%. It was easy. From caulking windows to programming your thermostat, the Entergy videos walk you through it. Visit EntergySavings.com and start saving today. That's the power of people. Entergy. NBA All-Star 2014 is coming to New Orleans with an exciting lineup. The BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge is your ticket to see the NBA's newest stars. On Friday, February 14th, the New Orleans Arena will play host as the rookies and sophomores team up to battle for bragging rights and make a name for themselves in the Big Easy. Tickets are on sale now through NBAevents.com for as low as $10. BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge, your ticket to see the NBA's newest stars. Taking a break from Mayor Landrew's pothole repair crew. Once again, here's Sean Kelly. The Black and Blue Report is back at you on Monday, noon central time. Daniel Salerson will be a guest host as John DeShazer and I will be in Toronto, Ontario, part of a three-game road trip for the Pelicans on Monday. That'll be after a game against the Brooklyn Nets on Sunday evening. So tune in on Monday for the next edition of the Black and Blue Report. We should have a Really good lineup for you next week with the All-Star game coming into uh, New Orleans. Speaking of the All-Star game, as I promised you, uh, visit now with the mayor of New Orleans, Mitch Landrew, 
yesterday as we visited at the Smoothie King Center. All right, Mr. Mayor, another good news, a good day in the city, huh? It was unbelievable. On Tuesday, Whole Foods opened up on Broad Street, which is one of just a major announcement for the city of New Orleans in a tough neighborhood. Another major corporate presence here yesterday. Uh, we int- announced that international shipholding was coming back, which is another major, you know, coup for Louisiana. And then, of course, today, Smoothie King, which was born uh, and raised in the New Orleans metropolitan area and, and is now an international company, has put their name on the arena, which is really kind of the exclamation point on a very, very long strategy to make sure that we had two major sports franchises here and that allowed us to attract world-class events, and the NBA All-Star Game is going to be here. And then congratulations on your re-election. Well, you're on a roll, aren't oh, you? Oh, thank you. Well, the city's on a roll. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just think it's all, a, it's, it's all a symbol that the city of New Orleans has turned itself around and has decided to really compete on an international level. And I've always said for many, many years that we can compete on an international level if we have good leadership, if we have good strategy, if we really work hard at it. And now these are just real-life examples of how we're winning. What is it? It's one thing to, th- to throw a name on a building, but it seems to be a bigger deal than that, doesn't it? Well, there's no question about it because it's it's a company that was grown in Louisiana. This is an international company. So a lot of times mayors and governors try to recruit businesses to come to the city. We've been successful at that. GE has come to the city. Uh, Goldman Sachs has come to the city, and that's fine. But now we have a company that started off with one, two, three stores. It now has six, seven hundred, right. and it's a worldwide company. And they've decided to stay here, and they've decided to invest in the community. So it's a trifecta for us, and it's really a good symbol. And plus, um, because of Wan Kim's reach in South Korea, it's going to give us a new ambassador to Asia. It's very, very important for us and significant. Is it silly to think that a, that a corporate naming rights deal legitimizes a space? Well, I don't think that there's any question that it does, okay. um, especially given the fact that it's this one and it's in this city. Not all of them do, but this one certainly does, and it certainly puts an exclamation point on what many of us have been saying is that we really can be an international competitor right. in sports, entertainment, and culture. And clearly, New Orleans being a small city punches way above its weight. Now, the Super Bowl in New York was fine the other day, but I think most people who will drill down on that say logistically, you know, the one that we did here is really superior, and we expect, we fully expect to get another Super Bowl here very soon. You kind of, it's a perfect lead image because when I travel around the NBA, folks ask me all the time, how does a small city like that outpunch its weight, gain Super Bowls, all-star games? I think I give them a good answer. You probably have a better one, though. Why does it work so well here with All-Star coming up? First of all, we set our sights on it. Um, Secondly, it's something we wanted to be good at. Thirdly, we've worked really, really hard at it. Uh, And fourthly, we've proven ourselves over and over again. The other thing, too, is just the the space that we're in. There are very few cities that have 38,000 hotel rooms within 16 square blocks, so people can actually walk to the game. And most other major cities, when they have these major events, um, the venue is really a far distance from where the people are. And there's not the same ambiance. There's not the same sense of space and time uh, and of course New Orleans really does entertainment very very well yeah. and, and it's something that we've been working on for a long time we're really good at it and we compete on a very high level. Alright so the All-Star Game is back next week what excites you most about having that event back in our city? Well, just so many people that are going to come from the international community and, and New Orleans being the international focal point uh, once again that really kind of uh, in the same space of the Olympics so if you think about that you have the city of New Orleans that is now a worldwide brand mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's just con- it continues to be important but sports for us is not just an end in and of itself. It's a job creator. So the cultural economy in Louisiana right now uh, is in New Orleans is a $5 billion industry that produces 80,000 jobs. So it's not just about people knowing who we are and what we are. It's really about pro- providing the livelihoods. And then when you have a company like Smoothie King that in and of itself has 600 franchises and they have local employees, it really is about jobs. And it's really about the quality of life and using sports entertainment as culture as a mechanism for that to happen. I'm always teasing you because whenever you come to 
our Pelicans games, uh, the team seems to do pretty well. <laughs> and, and you told me the last time I was teasing you about it, he said, kind of a busy guy. I'm, and, uh, yeah, busy. Well, I'm yeah. a little less busy today, so I'll be back soon. Yes, so uh, my question to you is this. With all that economic impact and job creation that will go on next week, what will be the activities that you partake in at All-Star Weekend? I'll actually, I'm, you know, I'm going to be at many of them. Good, uh, I'm good. going to be, I know the commission is going to be in town, and they've asked me to be present with them at a number of different events. I'll be there. I'll be at some of the jam sessions, mm-hmm. you know, and I hope to be at the game as well. Good to see you. Great. You too. Thanks, Thank you. Mayor. All right, our thanks to the mayor for stopping by the Black and Blue Report today. Grant Hill was a great guest. Don't forget to catch him on the All-Star edition of Inside Stuff that was shot in New Orleans, as you heard in the interview earlier this week. And we wish Monty Williams and the Pelicans all the best in a home game tonight. If they win tonight, it's a 3-1 and homestand. That's great news. And it would be the first time they've beaten the Timberwolves this year. That would be even better news. Uh, and then it's off to the road. The Pelicans will travel tomorrow, Brooklyn Sunday, Toronto on Monday, and then the Milwaukee Bucks on Wednesday night, and then we're into the All-Star break. Safe travels to you and yours this weekend. I hope it warms up for you uh, in ways inside and outside your home. Enjoy the basketball and enjoy the Winter Olympics, too, as we will watch uh, Team USA go after it over in Russia. For Daniel Sowerson, I'm Sean Kelly, and until tonight on the radio, as the Pelicans welcome the Timberwolves, so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.